Hey, hey, thanks again for pressing play and welcome once again to another edition of the Suns Jam Session podcast. Typically, we're talking about post-game podcasts, but it's the off-season and we're exploring all the different options that lie before the Phoenix Suns. There's the NBA draft. Woo! 52nd pick. I'm not going to be doing a lot of podcasts about that old 57 pick, but we might throw one out there. There's exploring the different free agents that are exist on the market We've already done point guards and shooting guards, so if you haven't watched or listened to that podcast, it's a good summation of everything that's going on in that area. And then, of course, there's the trade machine. There's the players that are still on the Phoenix Suns who we can explore trading their contracts and see what we could get back for them. Now, we're not talking Kevin Durant. We're not talking Devin Booker. They're they're untouchable. Can't touch it. Doom, 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 not touching them. But... There are five other players on the Sun squad who do have contracts that are tradable. We've already talked about Landry Shamit. We've talked about Chris Paul prior to the news that he potentially could be waived. And Matthew, on this episode, we're talking DeAndre Ayton, everybody's favorite son. Yeah, this day is finally here. DA trade talk. I was at work today. There's a Boston fan interested in, in having DA on the team. So I don't know if you have any Boston trades out there. We'll see. <laughs> But there are teams, there are fan bases that actually want him. And there's ways to spin it to where he might be taken by somebody else. This is a fun day today. I've this been is, waiting for this for a while. Uh, oh, you have. You've been All waiting for long. this one since about December <laughs> of, of last season. Yeah. Patiently waiting to understand how and why we can trade DeAndre Ayton. And that's what we're going to explore on this one. We're going to talk about who and what he is as an asset and as a member of this team. If he's salvageable in the new Frank Vogel era. And then we haven't discussed each other's trades. We literally just upload our little graphics and then we carry on and we'll talk about the different ways that we can get rid of DeAndre Ayton, if you look at it that way, or procure some more assets and maximize what we can get for the former number one overall draft pick for the Phoenix Suns. So before we get into all of the fun trade talk and rumors and, and thoughts and feelings of DeAndre Ayton here in the middle of June, I do want to remind everybody that we have a fantastic deal from Caesar Sportsbook that you won't want to pass up. New customers can get a 1,250 bonus on their first bet at Caesars. All you have to do is sign up with our code, which is SunsJamFull, F-U-L-L. If you use our promo code, SunsJamFull, you will not only have your first bet insured, but you will also be directly supporting the show. So if you haven't already, sign up for Caesar Sportsbook using our promo code SUNSJAMFULL and place your first uh, wager. Again, they'll match it up to $1,250. This offer is accessible only to new customers who are 21 years of age and older and physically present in Arizona. Please play responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP if you or a loved one has a gambling issue. The complete terms can be found in the podcast description. Make sure you follow the show at Suns Jam on Twitter. Make sure you follow me at Darth Void and read my, and read my writing at brightsideofthesun.com. You can follow Matthew. I'm Matthew Lissy. And we can read your writing at brightsideofthesun.com. Maybe. Well, right? There is a new owner, right? Someday. New, new manager. Oh, sorry. Someday. There might be. We might talk about that at the back end of the pod. We'll see. But I have a delicious, a delicious twist on the Moscow Mule. It's the summer of the Moscow Mule, right? I mean, I've been saying that kind of throughout uh, yeah. our podcasts. Yep. And I have been getting busy. Fever tree. <laughs> I have fever tree, but I have fever tree blood orange ginger beer. Okay. Yeah. Right. I'm, 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 I'm experimenting. So shout out to my buddy Nate uh, from Southern Wine and Spirits. Knows that I'm, I'm pounding these suckers. So 
you know, let's let, let's try a Moscow Mule with blood orange ginger beer. Have you ever heard of blood orange ginger beer? I have not. I've heard of blood orange. I've heard of blood orange. I've heard of ginger beer. Let's combine them both and see what we get. And let's uh, let's start the show and talk some DA, baby. the subject of this here podcast and the subject of much debate. There's a lot of people in the Suns fan base who are diehard DA fans. They feel he hasn't given or been given the correct opportunity to excel and maximize his talents. They feel that in the system in which he has played under Monty Williams uh, since after his rookie year for the last four seasons, that he has sacrificed of himself for the betterment of the team. He has sacrificed uh, somebody who is, in a typical number one pick fashion, demands the ball, demands to have the offense to run through him. No, he he has sacrificed of himself, Matthew, to be a role player while Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and now Kevin Durant take on the majority of the offensive load. What a guy DeAndre Ayton is, isn't he? Yeah, let's keep that talk going. You know, this guy needs an opportunity somewhere else. We've been talking about this all season long for the last five years. This guy needs the ball more. This guy needs the ball in the post. This guy needs to be, you know, hitting the pick and roll with Chris Paul. Why will they not throw him the ball in the post? Why can't they give him the ball? Find a team that can get him the ball, and he could dominate on both ends, right? Defensively, mm-hmm. he was amazing this year. He should have been all defensive team, and he wasn't. So if you look at his stats – and you go on to basketballreference.com, which I know plenty of us do from time to time, you'll see that this past season he averaged 18 points a game, which was his second highest in his career. His second year in the league, he averaged 18.2. He averaged 10 rebounds this past season, which actually was a career low for DeAndre Aiden. He was 18 and 10 right across the board, 58.9% from the field. What's interesting is, have you ever scrolled to the bottom of a player's, a player's page on basketball reference and they have what's called similarity scores, right? Yeah. And it says the the most similar performance arc through four seasons. Uh, And it gives you kind of some guys that they compare to based on some other statistics. And they have, they have an algorithm that they utilize the players that he is comparable to. And, and it is when it comes to win shares throughout his career, Mitchell Robinson, Mehmet Okur, Caldwell Jones, Tom Owens, Jamal McGlure, Jim Eakins, Jonas Valanciunas, Brad Daughtry, Jared Allen, Ray Felix. Those are quality names, Matthew. Those are some really good names. But the difference is twofold. He's a number one overall pick. And if you look at his contract this upcoming year, he's scheduled to make $32.5 million. My issue with DeAndre Ayton, personally, is not who he is on this team. It's price for value paid. That was always my argument going into the maximum contract talk with DA. Listen, I like DA. I love DA. I think that he is a perfect fit for this team because he's not somebody who demands the ball. Because he's not somebody who de- who demands that the offense runs through him. He's willing to be your 18 and 10 center who has lateral quickness, who has some shot deterrence, has spouts of quality defense and spouts of quality offense. 
He's great at the mid-range. He's great at the free throw line. But he's not a, a max center, in my opinion, in this league. And to get $32.5 million next year, which is 24.22% of the league cap percentage, I just don't see the price for value paid. I feel like you can go and get somebody else in the league who averages 18 and 10, and you can do it on a much, much lower contract. Yeah, Coach says it in the chat too. We've seen him get the ball when it was just him and Mikhail. The man scored four points. That was a deal. I The lack of ownership of this guy, of him playing badly, always saying he's dominating, not really owning up to what he can do on the court, and he just failed to do in front of fans. When all of us fans at once are just kind of sick and tired of it, I talked about earlier at the office where the Suns fans were like, we got to get rid of him. We don't want him back. We know Chris Paul's probably not going to come back, but he might on the minimum contract. With D.A., we just think no one wants him. But then the Boston fans are like, oh, there's an opportunity there. It might be an opportunity. That's fine. But I'm sick of just being here in Phoenix and just waiting for that to actually happen. The guy's had opportunity. I know we keep saying like he's just the role player next to Devin Booker and, and KD now. And before it was what him and Chris Paul, like the best point guard he's ever played with. And he's probably going to ever play with at the time that Chris Paul was actually playing pretty good the last two seasons. There's no excuses. DA's had the chance. He's not the role player that we want it because he's not he's had opportunity to have the ball in a lot of situations and he continues just to fuck up put it plain and simple he continues to fuck up and he doesn't take ownership of it he thinks he's doing he's living in a different world most of the time that's fine he can be happy doing what he want but the last the, the lack of ownership is what drives me crazy it's just because it just shows his character that like why why people in the whole like the whole ownership not the whole ownership just the whole um actual son's organization you hear that they're just kind of sick of him. And it's because he just doesn't care and he never really has tried to care. When the trade went down in this, uh, when the midseason with Mikel leaving, I said on the podcast, I said, it's his fault. It's his fault this trade happened because if he was to live up to his potential in his fifth year and to yes. show something, to show that he can be that guy to help us win a championship, that trade would have never happened. And who would, who knows what would have happened? Well, we got KD. That's fine. I know we got KD, but because he, didn't take ownership of himself on the court, off the court maybe. Who knows? I don't know that story. It's because of that the trade happened, and it's because of that that us fans are just sick of it. And there might be some Aiden fans out there still, but we can't do this again next year. This trade, something has to happen. But then after saying that, Vogel's like, we need the big man down there. I just don't believe it's I don't believe it's Aiden. I don't think he's talking about Aiden. Well, I'll, I'll say this. I remember how upset you were when we traded Mikhail Bridges simply because you, and you stated it at the time, you're like, had DeAndre Ayton played up to his potential, up to his contract, there would be no need to get rid of Mikhail Bridges because Booker had his Robin. Yeah. But Ayton could never be the Robin to, to Devin Booker, and he's not going to be the Robin here in Phoenix. And again, like to the Ayton stands who are either watching or listening, thank you. Make sure you hit the thumbs up button, subscribe, rate, review. Give us five stars, even though you hate the content that we're probably putting out right now because uh, we're not sitting there just loving on DA and, and uh, we're, we're obsessed with the size of his shoulders and what he could be. We're talking about what he is and what we've viewed as Suns fans for the past five years. And it's consistently inconsistent. I've said it before and I've said I'll say it again when it comes to DeAndre Ayton. He's great at talking the talk. He's horrible at walking the walk. And what he's he's done to this franchise is divided us because so many people want him to be great none of us want him to suck yeah none of us 
but unfortunately no. he has. And if you take a look simply in, you know, the, the past few seasons and you look at his numbers, they're really, they're really pedestrian numbers when you compare them to other players around the league. I mean, so he, he's what 18 and 10 last year, you know, Julius Randall is 20 and, and 10, uh, Anthony Davis is 23 and 10, um, you know, Christian Wood, 21 points and 9.6 rebounds. So he hasn't outclassed himself. He hasn't lived up to what the contract says. To what our expectations are is one thing, but the contract's another thing. And if you were to break it down on a per dollar, per point, and per dollar, per rebound, it's not even close how underperforming he's been as a member of the Phoenix Suns. So I'll ask you this question because you mentioned, you know, your buddy from Boston would still be interested in DeAndre Ayton. Do you think when we talked about Landry Shamit, we knew that there's not a lot of interest in him on the market. And that's what makes doing trade machine Landry Shamit very, very hard as a Suns fan because there's no one who really would need a Landry Shamit. Do you feel that there are other teams who believe that they would need a DeAndre Ayton? I don't think need. I think like some teams, like this guy was saying, as a Boston fan, like we're missing a piece. You know, they're willing to give up Robert Williams to see what DeAndre Ayton can do. If you have that, that's fine. Go ahead. But I just think it's like, let's just see what he can do. It's not like we need him, right? Maybe if it's a younger team, it's like you can step in and maybe develop with a younger core like the Pistons. Who knows? I know he probably won't go there. I'm just saying as an example, that would be pretty sick, pretty nice for some fan bases. They might be excited about that. No one needs DA right now. DA needs development for sure. And he needs just help on the court to get better and just somewhere else. So I think a situation that he would go into would be like, okay, we're getting DA. It'd be like, let's just see what he's made of. Cause we're going to get rid of somebody else that we just don't want. You know what I mean? And the, the other fan base, so like, let's get rid of these guys. Let's just see what DA has. That's the other, the, the other side of this is we look at the new CBA and we look at how it can be kind of irresponsible to carry three or more $30 million contracts. That's part of the reason why the Suns have made it clear that they're not going to give the the full guaranteed contract to Chris Paul going into next season, ensuring that they're not paying him $30.8 million, and they're going to explore options. DeAndre Ayton is another one of those players who, again, making that 32-5, because of his lack of production, that contract becomes a liability. Because if you're not getting that production from that player on a consistent basis, you're not getting that price or value paid you're negating the ability to have any depth. So not only is he hurting you by not performing consistently, but he's also hurting you because he's he's because you still hold on to the asset. You don't have the depth behind it. So it's almost this double-edged sword. Now, that being said, before we go into all these different trade scenarios, do you think DeAndre Ayton will be a member of the Phoenix Suns next season? Deep down, yes, I do. I do as well. Um, I just think after... You know, the coaching changes and all that defensive focus. It's maybe like, give him one more shot. Who knows? And who knows if Monty couldn't get anything out of him, if that's why Ishbia got rid of him. I'm not saying Aiden was the reason, but just like maybe he's like, well, if we can get someone in here because that's a lot of money and I know we can't trade him, we might need someone else. Anytime so, uh, somebody leaves the Suns, Matthew's, it's Aiden's fault. They never should have. They would have kept him if it wasn't for Aiden. You uh, know, I like I like what Coda Kid says. Coda Kid says if DA was making 15 to 18 million, there'd be teams blowing James Jones's phone up. That's correct yeah. because price for value paid tells me that this guy's worth about 18 million a year. And but then he that, would, that would be a discount. 
he'd be so upset he'd be making that much money he wouldn't even play at all he'd well, be like again, a 12 man that's the other side of da the personal yeah. side is he's always said he was just playing to get to that second contract and once he did man that production level fell and that's good fine, better and different life man that's not well, life it's money for your family of course but you got 100 do your part too man yeah and he again i i use that that term over and over again price for value paid i think that the way that the Suns are going to approach this is frank vogel was very adamant about the need to have somebody like a da on his team every great team that he's had has a great rim protector that could be deandre Ayton, right I believe that the Suns will not move on from DeAndre Ayton. They might explore a couple phone calls during the trade deadline in an effort to try to perhaps add some quality depth to their team at a good price. But I think that they're going to go, you know what? We're going to give DA a shot with Frank Vogel. We're going to see who this guy is under a new regime. And if he's not cutting it, they're cutting bait with him around the trade deadline. I think that's what's going to happen. And you know what? Knowing DA, that's what's going to happen. Price value paid won't be there. He's going to diminish his returns a little bit in the market, and then they're going to trade his ass. That's what I think. Yeah, that's a possibility. And it just sucks, too, because you can't change him, right? You can't change anybody that they do it themselves. So, but, 100%. 100%. Uh, well, let's get let's get into some of these amazing trades. We both came up with four. Interesting. The assignment yeah, you did four. I did, well, one of mine is not really valid, but I just want to put it out because uh, it, might, it might happen. I got to throw – I got to do one of those every every okay. pod. This is true. This is true. <laughs> should I start or should you start? Oh, you go first. Okay. Because I was so, late today okay there you go matthew was late for you listening you don't know that but matthew was like eight minutes late to the pod and thank you to everyone who hung around in the was. chat and everyone fired. was wondering what was going on yeah matthew almost got fired and i got windows a, restart I, all that stuff never fails me. never fails it's like time to log on it's like yeah we're gonna log you <laughs> off fool one second <laughs> so here we go we're gonna start with a hot name out there right now and that's bradley beal i'm gonna throw it out there why not everybody's talking about bradley beal there's a running joke amongst amongst SB Nation uh, folk reaching out to the the Bullets Forever site on what we would what your team would give up to get Bradley Beal, and it's a joke at some of the uh, transactions that are being suggested. So I'm going to make a joke of it. Bradley Beal to the Wizards for Landry Shamit and DeAndre Ayton. The, the the reason it works, okay? One, it gets the Wizards off the Bradley Beal contract. Two, you get Landry Shamit who can provide you some scoring, and you get DeAndre Ayton because why not? <laughs> thoughts you know what if this trade would happen i think this is the biggest win the suns can pull off is a bradley bill i think that'd be perfect because you go all in on point book and you have bill there i mean bill can probably play the three two if they want to just stack like three guards there um but i absolutely love it man you know i think a lot of these are going to end aiden's there just because because <laughs> we have to throw him in there <laughs> i'll tell you this if this trade happened bradley bill scheduled to make 47 points or 46.7 millions next season right then it yeah. gets really interesting you start to look at what he's owed because it's a it's four years still left on his contract bradley beal next season as i mentioned 46 7 the following year it's 50.2 million the following year it's 53.6 million the following year which is season 26 27 it's a player option for 57.1 million oh there's no God. way he doesn't fucking take that i don't care what oh new my. I don't care what the new uh, TV deal is. There's no way that Bradley Beal doesn't fucking take that deal. This would absolutely obliterate our cap. But yeah, I figured <laughs> 100%. Fuck this trade. I agree. But at the same time, it, it, I wouldn't be doing my due diligence as a Suns podcaster and somebody who loves the NBA, not to simply just bring up the, the fact 
that the Wizards are actively shopping Bradley Beal, who also mm-hmm. is like one of the only guys to have a no trade con uh, clause in his contract. Good luck trading them, Wizards. That's a shit contract you gave them. Yeah, I mean, shit contract for shit contract, though, right? I mean, like I said, contracts don't matter. You can take them on and see what happens after that. But because we never thought with the Chris Paul thing, we'd get out of it, and we might be getting out of it. You know what I mean? In a way, I mean, it, I mean, it just depends what he wants to do. But we kind of are. It wasn't as bad as we thought. Um, all right, so you want to start off? Yes, with fire that? off your first a little one. explosive here. I'm gonna go oh. uh, straight up Zion for DeAndre. Aiden. Oh, all right. okay. So Zion wants out of New Orleans. I don't know why. Obviously, uh, probably because all the women he's impregnated in the area. Yeah, and you know what? That's a great. That's a great way to go about it, Zion. You gotta you gotta leak those things. That stuff happens to all these players. I feel like a lot of them have these baby mamas and all that stuff. Yeah, get little fingers right there. Um, yeah. So I think Zion wants out, and then. What are you going to get back? Well, there's some potential maybe with Aiton. I mean, obviously, I feel like the Pelicans fans won't be too excited, but it's it's an opportunity to be like, you know what? Let's replace him with another big man. Let's see. I mean, they already got a good team. I mean, but they're going to blow it up, I guess, or something like that. But him and Ingram and well, uh, CJ McCollum, I guess they don't like. But I don't know. It's a good potential guy just to have on the team back from Zion because I think Zion's just getting his way out of there. He's doing all this shit because he wants to move out of there. It's interesting because there are a lot of rumors coming out of New Orleans that they're willing to trade some of their assets in an effort to move up and get Scoot Henderson. So they're trying to work a deal with Charlotte, work a deal with Portland, try to get up into that two slash three spot and get Scoot Henderson because he potentially could be the future of the franchise. That's why my CP3 deal for CJ McCollum has a little bit more weight to it. I'm like, okay, they trade up, they get Scoot Henderson, they bring CJ McC- or they send CJ McCollum to Phoenix, they bring back. Uh, CP3 to New Orleans. He spends a year playing and showing Scoot the way. It'd be like perfect. But here's the other side of that coin is other assets that they're having a hard time with. Yeah, you got Brandon Ingram, who's who's uh, somebody who is definitely talented, and they just have a talented squad overall. I think the only challenge with that trade is the, the sheer fact that they already have Jonas Valanciunas, and maybe DA playing the four could work there, but I don't think that you're going to pay that much money for a guy who essentially would play Ingram's position. Yeah, that's another thing, too, is Aiden playing the four. It's what he's always kind of wanted to play, I think, in a way. Who knows what to believe with that guy? But if he can be at the four, that might be, you know, some there might be some potential there. Right, teams? Come on. Never know. Come on. Start, start spinning that narrative that it's all Monty's fault. The reason why we suck and he didn't get any attempts. Shout out to David Ray in the chat. He says, Zion to the Suns. That is a long shot. Then again, I thought KD to the Suns was a long shot, and it happened. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. Well, let's talk about another possibility, and that's perhaps sending DeAndre Ayton to the Raptors straight up for Pascal Siakam. The way that I could see the the Raptors interested in this trade is Pascal Siakam is uh, owed $37.8 million next year, but it's a one-year contract. And so this might be their opportunity. They're a team that everybody thought was going to be would blow it up at the trade deadline last season. And they didn't. This is an opportunity for them to try to maximize an asset. You could throw something else in there. The Suns don't have much else to throw in there, but Pascal Siakam, who's 29 coming to the into the season is an unrestricted free agent next year. His name is going to be unbelievably hot on the trade market, whether it's during this offseason or at the trade deadline, based on how the Toronto Raptors have performed during the season. So, why not try to jump that 
that gun, if you will, try to get ahead of the value that he's going to have on the market for half a season and try to bring him bring him in here for a full season. Why not, Matthew? Why the fuck yeah. not? Why not? That's a big question here. Why not? Give him a chance, but um, it'd be beautiful. I think FVV, FVV. I said that right, right? Fred Van Vliet. F- FVV, oh, FVV, you know me. You know, when he when he didn't sign the player option, now he's a free agent. You know, everyone kind of wants out of there now. They kind of have for a while. Aiden getting back, it's like one of those things with Zion. It's like, well, here's some potential. Maybe something can happen. Maybe we can start off young, give him a new opportunity. That's the way I look at all these trades with Aiden. I, that's, that's the only positive way to look at it, right? It, well, there, there's numerous positive ways to look at it, but I just don't know if necessarily uh, getting the I'm, – I'm still worried about not getting the value, and that's all I'm worried about. Kota Kid, Elite Jamster. If you want to become an Elite Jamster, hit the Elite, the subscribe button down below or whatever it is. Join button. It says, I'm down for all these trades. We love you, Kota Kid. And we, and we know you love Aiden, too. so, so far, then. Good, good pot, good pot right? so far. We're, we're mowing through it. All right, give us your yeah, second one. Let's, let's give Co- let, let's give Coda Kid one of the the trades that he's not going to like. Come on, you you're going to love one. this one. Okay, you're love okay. This one. It's not possible, probably. This but is for we'll you, talk Coda. about it. Here's a name he's seen in Suns jerseys once in a while. That is Draymond Green. Oh a man, player option this year. If he, so I was going to ask you too. If he resigns, player option just you know takes that deal. Yeah, pretty good deal. Twenty seven million. I think he'll be making. Um. Trade it to the Suns, right? Get it down to big man. You mess up on Wiseman. Draymond wants out, obviously. Everything's kind of falling apart over there. They didn't win a championship for once. You know, it's not a restart, but you can just add somebody that they think they can actually groom. And I think DA can be that guy with the Warriors. Draymond can come over here and play with KD again. It'd be absolutely amazing to me. So is that possible, though? The player option, can he sign it? Because I don't know if he'll get paid oh, more than that. And 100%. Then we just- Trade it to the Suns. So he can opt into it. And knowing Draymond Green and his ability to be vocal with his front office is he might say something like that. Listen, I'm going to sign, but what are your plans with me? Do you plan on trading me? Or are you, or am I signing this player option yeah. and I'm staying? They're like, yeah, we're going to send you to Phoenix. He's like, yeah, I will sign my player option so you can trade me to Phoenix. It's possible. What the Suns could really do is they could sign him and then go into free agency and get Pat Bev, and then I could just hate the Phoenix Suns all season because I can't stand Draymond Green <laughs> uh, in any way, shape, or form. So, so you don't want him at all? Draymond? I don't like Draymond, man. But you I realize like if we had Draymond, I know, the last two I know, years, I know we what probably he had is. a title. Last I know, two years, we I know what he is. You need a fuck shit up guy. Mm-hmm. We've talked about that before, and the Suns really didn't have one at all this past season. Jay Crowder was our fuck shit up guy. Jock Landell became that a little bit yeah. in the postseason and during the regular season at times. But overall, Draymond, I just, I, I can't, I can't get behind it. Now, if it happens, yeah, I'd find reasons to get behind it, but I just don't know if I could, man. Yeah, Kota Kid again. You know, great stuff here. Who Dre gonna punch when he gets here? DA. Ooh, Landry Shamit. Oh, Landry Shamit. There you go. Yeah. First thing he would do, Draymond <laughs> Green would walk into practice, find Landry yeah. Shamit, just sock him in the face. Poor Shamit. For no reason. It's like yeah. It's it's like a dog pissing on a fire hydrant or marking its territory. That's how he marks his territory. He walks in, just start punches one guy, and then and it's typically a guy who can only shoot from the outside, like Jordan Poole. Yeah. That's what he do. Maybe it'll All turn right. things around for him. All right. <laughs> All right. I have one with the Orlando Magic. The Orlando Magic, a team kind of on the rise. They're they're looking to take that next step. They got Paulo Bancaro, who's kind of become my low-key favorite non-Phoenix son in the league. I just absolutely watching his highlights, playing with him on NBA 2K. I've fallen in love with Paulo Bancaro. They've got a lot of young, great talent in Orlando. And maybe they feel, you know what? We've got a couple guys that we can piece together to bring in DA. Maybe DA is that guy. Maybe they're the ones who are watching 
just the they're the ones tuned in to the Suns Twitter universe, and they they subscribe to all the Aiton stands who are sitting there and giving you like the most unique statistical observations on Aiton's game to justify their point. When you simply go, yeah, eighteen and ten, like or so eighteen points a game divided by you know however many million, so he gets paid X amount of dollars per point. Let's put that in perspective. But you look at my trade, and I'm saying we bring over. Jonathan Isaac, who's got two years left on his contract, $17.4 million, as well as Gary Harris, $13 mil for one year. And I think if you go ahead and you do something like this, you're saying you're, you're trying in some way, shape, or form to move on from Landry Shaman. But I'm a big fan of Gary Harris. I think Jonathan Isaac, is. it's time for him to kind of move on. He Every time he steps on the court out there, he gets injured. And maybe he does the same here in Phoenix, but maybe a change of scenery would do him well. Thoughts on Gary Harris and Jonathan Isaac for DeAndre and Matthew. I would love it. I love the potential in Jonathan Isaac. I mean, he's always been one of our favorites, Gary Harris. I don't know. He's kind of fell off a little bit, but I mean, who knows? He can revamp his career here in uh, Phoenix and just be a really good bench player, a good score off the bench, which would be amazing. Um, it's exactly what we need for that much money though, too. I mean, if it's making up DA's contract or they have those two, but the only thing with Isaac with uh, Isaac is just the injuries. If Big he can time. come here and just turn things around, it's happened. Fultz is look at him now, man. Fultz is like actually a legit starting point guard in the NBA. Yeah, maybe he just needs a new change of scenery. And that'd be perfect because I'm a big fan of Isaac. So I love that trade, man. So you're driving home, right? Not from work because you work at home. But let's say that you go over to Chick-fil-A. You go and you get a chicken, a Chick-fil-A sandwich with some waffle fries and a strawberry shake. You're driving home. You're listening to Burns and Gambo, and they announce that news. This just in. Oh, you got to do it like Gambo. Like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my the God. Sons, the the Suns just, trade just traded the DeAndre trade. Ayton. They traded DeAndre Ayton. <laughs> they sent him to the Magic for Jonathan Isaac and Gary Harris. Gary Harris and Jonathan Isaac for DeAndre Ayton. Ayton Harris, Isaac. Because he says everything three times. He says everything five times, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if you heard that, how would you feel? I'd be okay. I wouldn't be I, excited. I'd be, um, I think I'd, I'd be, be pissed. Says, would you? Yeah. I'd be okay. I just, I love Isaac. I think he has real potential, but yeah, Isaac is too injured. Dirty squirty says old dirty yeah. squirty. Old dirty squirty in the chat. Isaac is too injured. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fantastic name. Old dirty squirty. You know, Respect. I was excited for it when you talked about it, but when it's said it's, it'll be one of those things where it's like, it's okay. I think I'm more focused on just DA getting out of here in a way just to kind of restart things. Cause I'm not too worried about him. Ex succeeding somewhere else because if it's going to happen it's going to happen just got to let go right it's a bad relationship you got to let go and just block them on facebook and don't look at delete all the pictures and the videos and let them live their life yes agreed all right give me your next, trade, next? Matthew. all right this is my favorite okay all right so this is the guy we've always wanted all right brandon ingram to the pelicans for deandre <laughs> so one of your trades is for zion and the yep. other one's for Brandon Ingram. <laughs> yeah, starts you know start spreading those rumors more about you know it is Monty's fault that this team fell apart. Obviously, we could not hack it in the playoffs. He wasn't playing Da the right way. Da just again needs a new, fresh spot, and that's going to be in New Orleans again. And we get Ingram back, and it'd be the best. That would be oh my, this that is would the be best amazing trade. if Agreed. this were to happen. And he could play the power forward. There you go. Or he can play. Well, Brandon Ingram plays like the small forward. Or play either, or. either way, but him, him and KD could swap spots. Yeah, I don't care so, what they do. Over so there. maybe this is for Ingram. Maybe this is a Willie Green really misses DeAndre Ayton like bad, so he's going up to the front he office. Was playing but, his best with Willie Green. Yeah, he was maybe, that maybe, year. Maybe maybe that's what it is. 
Maybe that's what it is. I miss Willie Green. Gr- Willie Green misses yeah. me. Give up our all-star Brandon Ingram. It's not invalid, but much akin to Mike by Bradley Beal. It it won't happen and it shouldn't happen. All right. I see that we both have a no. Pacers trade, Matthew. Oh. You want to go first, obviously. Let's you see go first. You go first. You want me to go first? Back to yeah. back, snake draft? Yeah, okay. you yeah, snake draft. Who's your Pacers trade? All right, Pacers trade. Here we go. This is probably one that might work. Um, Miles okay. Turner and Buddy Heald for DeAndre Ayton. Um, so the only sell really with the Pacers is, you know, Miles Turner is making a lot of money. Is he worth it? The DeAndre Ayton potential in a new situation for $10, $12 million more, about $11 million more. You know, there's opportunity there to develop something there. And we have Miles Turner. How good is he, right? He's not the best center, but he's a center that we need here in Phoenix to, to ex- succeed. And Buddy Heald would be a great bench player. And those two make up DeAndre. Um, I love it. I don't know why I didn't lead the pod with that. <laughs> it's been so long since I've done drops. So my trade. So you're saying Buddy Heald, Miles Turner, DA. The money makes yeah. sense. I'm saying TJ McConnell who makes $8.7 million over the next two years, point guard, and Miles Turner, who is two years, $20.9 million for DeAndre Ayton. So we both had Miles Turner for DA with a kicker. You have Buddy Heald. I have TJ McConnell. So I will start with this. I'm a fan of Miles Turner. If the Suns are going to operate as the Suns did last year, and again, it's tough. It's tough if we don't know if they are who, who they're going to be, what their offense is going to look like, what their defense is going to like, look like. Now, we know that offensively, they should mirror a lot of what they've done, considering Kevin Young is still their uh, their assistant head coach, the highest paid assistant head coach in the NBA. And he's most likely going to hold on to a lot of the offensive sets that he and Devin Booker and Kevin Durant like to run, which don't necessarily involve the center. And that's why D.A., you know, to some people's chagrin and, and to some people's statement, you know, you can't pass yourself the ball. That's why D.A. has had unfortunate uh statistical seasons. And for me, it's more of an effort thing, right? That's always my thing with DA. I just, I don't consistently see the effort. You look at Devin Booker, you look at Kevin Durant, you look at Chris Paul, you see the way they approach the game. You see the focus, you see the hustle, you see the, the grind. And then you got DA, you know, just kind of not doing that. That's the why. So in this scenario, I think that miles Turner at 20 million a year is a quality contract for a center who gives you kind of what you need. He, he's a, he's an interior presence. He's somebody who definitely can play a uh, defense uh, uh, shot deter somebody that I think that Frank Vogel would thoroughly enjoy coaching and playing with. Uh, I don't think that he was there. You know, he's been with Indiana his entire career going back to 2015 slash 16. If you take a look at that team uh, that was coached by Frank Vogel. So he's somebody who has played under Vogel in the past. Last year, he averaged 18 points and 7.5 rebounds. So the points production was there. The rebounds necessarily, uh, I wouldn't say were, but he averaged 2.3 blocks per game. He's led the league twice in blocks per, per game. It's perfect. So you want to talk about your rim protector. You want to talk about the guy who, who Frank Vogel most likely can maximize his talent, and he's locked in the game. I like Miles Turner. Now, you said Buddy Heald. I said TJ McConnell. I think TJ McConnell, because of the point guard situation in Phoenix, Chris Paul, we don't know what's going to go on. 
based on what the Suns want to do. TJ McConnell as a solid and def- and another defensive guy can come in and give you quality minutes. But he healed. I can also see that side of it. In fact, on NBA 2K, that's what I did with the Phoenix Suns. I traded DeAndre Ayton at the end of the season, and I traded him for Miles Turner and Buddy Heald. <laughs> you know, both of those are great. Um, I like Buddy Heald. I think he can be have an outbreak season this year in Phoenix if he were, were to come here. But I was thinking, too, if if you can surround DA, I'm sorry, KD and Booker with those two, but also just if you can pull up the Fred Van Vliet thing with Chris Paul taking lesser money, I think that <laughs> roster will be perfect. It'd be insane, right? Right, money, yeah, money. It, but I'm just saying, I feel like it is possible if they can penny pinch on the bench. I just think that's a good solid six right there. I will say, uh, John Paul Edward Dios, one of our elite jamsters, Indiana ain't trading miles. And this is the other side of why I like this trade. I think they would explore that for DA. Who's the only team in the in the NBA who wanted DA last season when he put himself out there on the market? Yeah, the one hard on. It was Indiana. They've definitely been interested in him. And if they got him, they were probably going to move on from Miles Turner. They were going to roster both of them. And if they did, that's an interesting strategy. It would be Turner who would go to the bench. So I think if you pick up the phone, you got James Jones, have him pick up the phone, call Indiana and start exploring it. I think there's some, there'd be some interesting talks out there. So again, those are our trades for DeAndre Ayton. Those are, is there any one of those that, you would do a backflip over. I think our last trades are the most realistic. Backflip Ingram. Yes. For sure. True, um, true. Zion, I would, but I just don't know his potential and injuries and all that. And head case, maybe a little bit. Maybe he's just trying to find a way out, you know, doing the Kanye thing to find a way out of the universe. Who knows? I just, <laughs> that might be the thing that he's doing. And if that's the reason, then come on here, man. It'd be a good fresh start. A lot of fresh starts out there. Yeah, a lot of ours are definitely unrealistic. I don't think we're getting Bradley Beal. I don't know if I'd want Bradley Beal. Brandon Ingram, I would do a backflip. I'd hurt my back. I'd probably need surgery. But I think Your our back would flip off. <laughs> Just most, fall off. I think I think our last one was most realistic. Something that again, yeah, driving and Gambo is reporting that on Arizona Sports. I'm excited to hear that. Fuck, Miles Turner's coming here and a good quality asset. Good. Now we have a guy who's going to give us price for value paid, and he's going to give us that effort. Yes. Good, that's taken care of. I don't have to worry about that next year. And that's what I'd be excited for. Now, again, I think DeAndre Ayton will be a member of this team moving forward next season. And then he's going to be on kind of one of those prove-it deals. He's going to be – Frank Vogel is going to give him every opportunity to do what he needs to do. And if he doesn't, they're going to do an attempt to try to move on from him, if not during the trade season, definitely next season. That's my thoughts. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I think um, DA's had his opportunity, and he will get it again. And it's going to be a lot of opportunity because you have KD. You have KD on the team now. It's going to need a lot of rest. I feel like injury prone. You're going to get Older. the ball a lot. Here we go. Yep. See what you're made of. All right. Well, anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here, Matthew? I think I'm good. I feel good now. Talking about all these DA trades. I'm a little excited now. I don't know if I can go to sleep. <laughs> it's like KD all over again. I'm shaking. I'm shaking. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, a couple things that we have upcoming for you, Suns fans. On Monday, we will be going over all of the Ooh, Monday. Free, free agent. What's Monday? I'll be at the beach Monday. I'm going to California. You're going to California? Yeah. Where are you going to California? I'm going to go to Huntington Beach. Dude, Maybe we're you, doing a beach. I love Huntington. Yeah, I'm going there Monday. Uh, I forgot to tell you. I'm going Monday, and then I'll you, come back Tuesday. You lucky bastard. Maybe Wednesday. Yeah, I have some time off. 
Go get it, man. I'm excited oh, shit. to go. Well, when are we going to podcast again? I got to get know. through this. I Do I have permission to try to find a substitute for Monday? You can, yeah. Are you okay just, with that? I'm excited to take a break. Okay. Yeah, take a break then. So, oh, I'm, I'm, yeah. well, I'm doing the exact opposite of taking a break. I'm getting further involved in Phoenix Suns fandom. Yeah. I know that uh, no official announcement has been made, but for those of you who are watching and listening, you'll be the first to know. Uh, my buddy and good friend David King is stepping down from Bright Side of the Sun as the managing editor, and I will be assuming that position. Uh, it's effective immediately. We're working on some stuff you know, behind the scenes to transition it appropriately, uh, but I'm super excited to be the managing editor of Bright Side of the Sun, so obviously I will be spending even more time uh, it, it's, I already do what I do for Brightside. Uh, I contribute on the, on the regular. It's just a matter of just managing the writers and ensuring that the content remains the best that there is when it comes yeah. to fan sites in Phoenix Suns fandom. So, uh, I I'm excited to do so. So while you're on the beach chilling, I'm banging out articles <laughs> about the Suns have the fourth best odds it's on like DraftKings. Give a man a break. <laughs> Um, well, no, this is very exciting. I'm, I'm very happy for you. Jancers, congrats. Yeah. Say congrats to John. This is a big day for him. It's been long time waiting. I feel like, you know what I mean? It was eventually going to happen. If you, you talked about it, we talked about it before and came sooner than rather. I, I, it came pretty quick, honestly, but it's only, it's been like what, three years writing for him or how long? Yeah. It been? Yeah. So about uh, three years? I, I was talking with Dave today and he forwarded me my first article that I wrote for Bright Side of the Sun. Now, granted, for those of you who are uh, have followed my writing, I know a lot of you listen, obviously. I don't know how many of you actually go to Bright Side and read, but I actually started with valleyofthesuns.com. And I, I wrote for them for the winter of 2020, going or ni- 2019 going into 2020. And then I joined Bright Side early in March of 2020. And the first article I wrote, do you know what it was about? Any guesses? Was oh, it I'll, about... Um... Was it a trade for Goran Dragic? No, no, no. So this was right before March Madness. So I did a prospect preview. What prospect did I preview? Who was I in love with in that 2020 draft? Do you remember? Who was my number one guy? Now, that was the draft that we took Jalen Smith. Was it Halburn? Nope. It was Obi Toppin. Oh, so my really? so the first okay. article that I wrote for Bright Side of the Sun was March 11th, 2020. And it was about uh, Obi Toppin and the, and the what and the why. And literally the entire world stopped the next day. <laughs> so Dave's like, welcome to Brightside. And then like, <laughs> it all fell apart. I remember writing in my garage during the pandemic. I did like a 5,000 word article on the 1983, yeah, 1984 mm-hmm. Phoenix Suns, a team that finished 500, but made it to the Western Conference Finals. So, you know, that Dave, one actually got, they talked about a gamble in them on the, on the show, right? Oh, yeah, Did they talked about that one. Yeah, mm-hmm. they talked. To, yeah, it got it got some good attention on it. Mm-hmm. But that was, uh, you know, Dave's at that point where he's ready to t- take a step back. He's still going to be with Brightside. He's still going to be writing. He's still going to be contributing. But he just wants to kind of take a step back, much akin to how he took a step down from the solar panel and focus on, you know, his life, liberty and his pursuit of happiness. And, you know, I have a high bandwidth, as many of you know, considering how much shit me and Matthew do. Uh, and I'm like, hey, why not? I love the Suns. And, you know, now I'm looking. I got this email up about, you know, summer league passes, maybe going up to summer league and something I got to talk to Matthew offline about and see if it's something we're interested in doing. That sounds like a little bit of fun. Might be. You know? <laughs> it might be. You know, 12 yeah. hours of basketball all day, you know, yeah, Vegas at night. So, 
So again, you know, thank you everybody who supports this podcast and supports the writing that uh, both Matthew does occasionally and I do quite often uh, on Bright Side of the Sun. <laughs> it's it's it really is appreciated. <laughs> Uh, how you guys have supported the podcast and make sure you hit that thumbs up down below. Make sure you subscribe, make sure you review, make sure if you're on Apple podcasts, you give us a five-star review. We'll read it right here on the pod. Matthew, you got anything else to say before we get out of here? My friend? No, just um, send, send John some flowers, some roses, purple and orange no, roses. No, yeah. send them to Dave. Him. Leave him at his front door. But other than that, go home and love your family. <laughs>